Hey, good morning, Munchropolis. It's now 5 after the hour of 6 a.m. in the big monster city. Come on! Let's get pumped! I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot! So what can I say? The camera loves me. After you, Junior. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Logged It, episode 34. Uh, I'm your host, Tim Bercala. Uh, my ass is still injured, uh, but I don't have to lay in bed this week. I can kind of do the lean on the couch thing, which is what I'm doing now, but... Uh, I'm 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 good enough to be here, Boatman. Uh, thanks for taking the reins while my uh, ass was healing. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm I'm happy to have you back, though. I I feel less frantic. <laughs> that's, that's that is fair. Uh, Mike, first yeah. time on the show, Mike yeah. Manley. Mike, how you doing? Doing good. <laughs> what, what? How do you feel about the monster movies? Oh, I love monster movies, and I went wild because why the fuck you bring me on here is to go wild. So I went wild with my shit. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Kirk is back. Kirk, welcome to the program. Uh, when we announced this topic, you messaged me and gave me a list in the order that you wanted to do them, and this was number one, I believe. So monster movies, uh, you monster. you like them? Maybe. Yeah, monster movies are fun. <laughs> um, it's a very like all encompassing kind of topic, so you can fit a lot of cool stuff in here. Uh, so I got my picks. I'm excited to see what everybody else goes with because it could be a lot of different things. So it should be fun. Yeah. And Dylan is on the show. Uh, I didn't say that in the post. I didn't know Dylan was going to be on the show That's until fun. I sent the link. Uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden in the chat, it said, Caleb Boatman added Dylan. And I went, cool. Dylan's on the show. <laughs> Dylan, welcome. How are you doing, buddy? Dylan asked me if he could be on the show, and I was like, sure, I'll just double, I'll just run it by Tim, but I'm sure he'll be cool with it. And then I forgot to run it by Tim. <laughs> but I was sure he'd be cool with it. Tim doesn't give a shit. Dylan, how you doing? I'm doing good. It's been a while since I've been unlogged it, so I'm excited. It's been a while since I got a Tuesday off to record anything, so it should be fun. That's fair. All right. Uh, so we're going to get started the way we do every week by talking about our favorite movie that we logged this week. Uh, Mike, why don't you kick us off? All right. So there was really two choices I could pick here. I decided to go with the horror theme. So Hatchet. We watched Hatchet early in the week and I fucking love Hatchet. It was in my top hundred. Fucking great effects, great practical effects. Um, uh, Kane Hodder is amazing in his dual role that he plays. All the kills are fucking spectacular. It's just a fun, goofy, great time. Yeah, um, I watched this in high school uh, <laughs> and have not seen it since. Uh, I didn't hate it or anything. Um, and I, like, those of you that know me know that, like, Horror Icons is in fandom because I pushed for it really, really hard because I like horror movies. And this was one of them that, like, I remember liking it and having fun with it, but I've never felt the need to go back and watch it. Although there's like 12 of these now, aren't there? There's four. Okay. Well, you know, Fair well, four, you know. so I, I wouldn't mind like having fun and like sitting down and watching these with Maggie just to like kill a Sunday or something, you know, like, but uh, yeah, in, good pick. Uh, Boatman, 
This is your favorite movie. Yeah, all time uh, greatest movie ever. No, I haven't seen it. That's fair. Uh, Kirk. I haven't seen this one. All right. And Dylan. Everything that I've heard about it leads me to believe that I would love it, but I, no, I haven't seen it either. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Boatman, why don't we go to you next? I finally watched Gone Girl. <gasps> I had never seen Gone Girl. And uh, Cody found out that I had never seen Gone Girl. So he forced me to watch Gone Girl. And it was great. Gone Girls, I knew it was going to be good. I just, for whatever reason, I just had put off watching it. And I, I couldn't really tell. I, I could tell you why. I knew it got a little bit grisly. But, like, it was really good. It was really good. Rosamund Pike is flipping fantastic in this. She's she's great. Ben Affleck is just perfectly casted in this. Like, this is just kind of the ultimate role for him. Because... Uh, it's a character that needs to be good looking enough that he's not really relatable, but not charismatic enough that you ever feel for him. And like, no, that's nothing. Ben Affleck is a really good actor, actor or a good actor sometimes. And uh, but I think that bubble is where he fits, and he's actually really good here because of that. Uh, I fucking love Gone Girl, and I've been saying for a while I need to give it a rewatch. I I think this year, um, I've, I've talked to Boatman and Cody about this for sure. But my goal for 2022, now that I'm not playing in fandom, is to just kind of like, I'm gonna go through like director filmographies I've never seen all of, and then like hit up a director I really love, and then do another one that I haven't seen a lot of, and then hit up one I really love. So right now. I'm going through all of Ridley Scott's movies, and I think Fincher is going to be my next one of somebody I really love that I've seen all of his movies a lot. But it's been a while since I've seen some of them. Like I've seen Social Network a lot and uh, Zodiac, but like Gone Girl and Fight Club, I haven't seen in a while. But I love this movie. Uh, this was my second favorite movie of 2014 behind Whiplash. Um, I absolutely adore it. I think that the. Um, Fincher is just doing his Fincher thing, but like I agree with Boatman. I think Rosamund Pike is amazing. Um, Ben Affleck, Carrie Coon as Ben Affleck's sister, I really, really like. I think she's kind of the standout of the movie. Neil Patrick Harris is kind of the one um spot on the movie that I if I were to pick something that wasn't great, I would maybe pick him, but I still think he's serviceable enough. Um, to get me through the movie. Um, the best memory I have of watching this movie was my mom saying, I really want to see Gone Girl. And me saying, okay, we can watch it, but you gotta know some stuff. And she was like, I don't want any spoilers. And I said, okay. And then we went to watch the movie and me thinking it was going to be awkward enough. Then my dad was like, oh, I'll watch the movie with you. And I was like, oh, okay. So I, I had to time my bathroom break uh, very, very... Uh, appropriately for gone girl watching it with my parents uh so yeah great fucking movie love it uh mike yeah i actually got to rewatch this with boatman and cody so get to see boatman's reaction to this was fucking fantastic i love this movie it's a great fucking movie ben affleck is incredible osmond pike's incredible i love david fincher doing mysteries i wish he did more of those because he's fucking fantastic at him great fucking shit Oh, I also forgot to mention uh, Boyd Holbrook. This was the first time I remember, like, seeing Boyd Holbrook. Um, Kirk, Gone Girl. 
Yeah, I like it. It's real Finch. Yeah, like you said, it's a super like Finchery movie. Like I don't think anybody else could have made it work as well as he did. I saw it the one time uh, when it came out. I have I've never gone back to it, and I want to because I know like a lot of people in this community have a lot of respect for it. Um, so I want to give it that revisit and just kind of like dive into it a little bit more. Um, but no, it's a really solid movie. Dylan. Yeah, I actually haven't seen it since it came out in theaters, but I remember really enjoying it. Uh, I was even surprised by, uh, because we kind of mentioned all the actors in the movie, but I also was very surprised about Tyler Perry because I hadn't really seen him be that great in any other things. And he surprised me with his performance there. But yeah, it's one that I need to rewatch because I really, really enjoyed it. I forgot that he was in it. Yeah, that's (laughs) he's very good in the movie. You're right. Okay, um, Kirk, let's go to you next. Um, keeping again with the theme, uh, I said I like watching movies. I'm gonna squeeze another one in here, and oh shoot, Cody's in the chat. This is gonna go well. I watched Psycho Gorman for the first time. Um, yeah, and I really <laughs> like this movie. Um, it was basically everything I thought it was gonna be. Um, and what I wanted out of it, it's basically like just a like 80s kids on bikes type of movie, but like with like this evil monster that this kid controls. It's got like Power Ranger kind of like effects and character design, but it works because uh, it's you know very tongue in cheek, obviously, and it's it's meant to you know remind you of all that stuff. Uh, it has like a very almost like uh, what we do in the shadows type of uh, comedy uh, and like sensibility to it. With the characters are all just very like deadpan, very dry, and um, you know. They don't realize like it's ridiculous what's going on, even though it is ridiculous. Um, like I said, I love all the like the aliens there, all the creatures, uh, and it was just a lot of fun. It was just like dumb, ridiculous fun, and I had a lot of fun. So, sorry, Cody. I know. I, but the um, second, my second favorite thing I watched this week was Cody's rant on your list sucks that I purposely <laughs> didn't watch because I hadn't seen this shit. And I didn't want to get spoiled. But as soon as I finished, just I went watch that, and that was great too. His his rant about this movie. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, okay, so I have no idea what this movie is. People keep talking about it. I've seen Spence talk about it. Now, Kirk, I know that Cody did a rant. I didn't watch it because I haven't seen the movie. Um, and also, I was busy on Wednesday night. But I had I have no fucking clue what this movie is, what it's about. People kept talking about it. I thought it was a movie from, like, the 80s. I really did. I thought it was like an older movie that like Mike fucking watched, gave it a five star rating, and then someone was like, "Oh yeah, let's watch that movie because Mike fucking loved it." And then all of a sudden, the letterbox like was obsessed. It wasn't until this moment that I looked it up and saw that it was from 2020 that I knew this was like a newer movie. I have no fucking idea what this is. But if Mike likes it and Kirk likes it, I'll probably like it uh we'll see what i can do uh but i probably won't probably not for next week spence i'm a really busy guy okay i gotta watch age of ultron for the 28th time uh boatman have you seen this i've been told this is not a boatman movie (laughs) (laughs) all right uh mike you've clearly seen it oh yeah i love this movie this was in my top of 2020 i agree with everything kirk said this is a movie that is from the 80s that was not made in the 80s I fucking love everything about it. It's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, I love this movie too. This was also in my top favorites of 2021. I just, it, this movie, like, this is one of those movies that all the people who hate it hate it for the same reasons that the people who love it 
love it if that makes any sense like it's really weird like it's you're either on this movie's wavelength or you're not like especially with the main character mimi who a lot of people find extremely annoying i thought she was hilarious but yeah i just love this movie so much is this like an ethan beller movie yes yeah okay all right so then i know what i'm getting into okay um dylan let's go to you next your favorite movie you logged this yeah so I was like catching up on a lot of the best picture winners, like cramming before the Oscars or not best picture winners, sorry, best picture nominees from this year. And I really, really love drive my car. Like it was the one, it was the one that I saw from this, from the 2021 nominees that like really, really stuck out to me that I just really enjoyed. Like I love movies that are more concerned with like characters than they are plot. Like I, movies that people call like plotless or like hangout films, whatever. That's pretty much what this is, even though it has the through line of like the play being uh, put together with like the actors and stuff. But I just loved, I was really absorbed with, into the uh, conversations that were being had. And the runtime didn't bother me at all. Like by the time it was over, I was actually like shocked that it was, it had been three hours. Cause and for a certain movie that I'll be picking for my worst of this week, that felt like, that was like a half hour shorter than this and it felt like twice as long so but yeah i love uh, drive my car yeah i i like to drive my car i watched it um i think the day it came to hbo max and i had no idea it was going to be on there it just like somebody tweeted like drive my car is now on hbo max i'm like great i don't have to drive an hour to go see it so uh i liked it i i don't have the love for it, a lot of other people seem to do. It was on quite a few top ten lists of the year. Clearly, the Academy loved it. Um, and and I, I the parts I liked about it the most, uh, n- no surprise to anybody, were the parts concerned with like the play and um, the drama surrounding that and the actual like um, character conflict between and I, I can't remember any of the characters' names, but the lead character and the other guy um those conflicts i was really invested in and actually i think boatman said it best i think it was boatman in his review that you do i I felt the length i can't deny that i felt the length watching the movie but there's still a lot of masterwork at play in the movie so i think it's a movie i respect a lot more than i like um i will never watch it again ever unless i'm like doing a trivia thing and somebody makes me watch it uh but i i respect it a lot it's it's gorgeous it deserves the oscar that it won um in my opinion even though i like worst person in the world more i think drive my car deserved the oscar so um yeah it's it's a good movie it's not one that i love though uh boatman I took away something you said, so sorry. No, yeah. Uh, the thing I'll say about this is I wish I could have seen it in a theater. because Not because it's like particularly cinematic, but more because, A, in general, I feel like movies not in English work better when they're in a theater just because there's less distractions. Yeah, I agree. And, B, I think this one being the way it is, I needed way less distractions is because this is this is a harder to watch movie in my opinion it's a really well made film I just found it very tough to watch uh, and that's not really on the movie but it 
it, it was a. I, I think Tim said it best. It was a movie I appreciated more than I liked. Yeah. Okay. Um. That was everybody. No, Kirk didn't talk about it. Yet. And Mike didn't talk. And about Mike it. didn't talk about it either. I'm crazy. <laughs> Mike, you go. I know you watched it. Yeah, I watched it, and I kind of have the same feelings towards it as you did. Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. The runtime definitely did hit me with it, and I think that was my biggest problem with it was I felt the runtime. I probably won't watch it again, but I did have a pretty good time with it as I watched it. And Kirk. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I was the same boat as you. I was. I saw it come up on HBO Max, and uh, like Dylan, I was trying to – at that point, get through the last uh, couple that Best Picture uh, noms that I haven't seen, and so it popped up. And like I turned it on, and the kids are in bed. I'm going to sit down and watch this. I'd say like, oh, it's three hours. And I'm not against three long movies, and I'm not against uh, you know non English movies, obviously, and I'm not against uh, you know less plot driven movies. Uh, but that combination, like Boatman said, I need to carve out some time where I'm not going to be distracted, and I got like three hours worth of like serious movie watching energy and focus in me um so i am going to watch eventually i just haven't gotten to it yet and i think i want to like it for everything i heard it sounds like a movie i'm going to enjoy um like i said i just got to carve out that time for it yeah all right um boatman you haven't have you gone yeah i went i talked about Congo. yeah you did i'm fucking crazy tonight i'll go next so i'm the only one who hasn't gone um okay so um, I watched a lot of interesting movies this week. Um, like I said, I'm going through Ridley Scott's filmography. So there were a couple of movies of his early films of his that I was very intrigued by and had good watching experiences. But I gotta be honest that my favorite movie and I'm, we're talking favorite, not best. The favorite movie that I logged uh, this week was one that I, I, I watched on a fucking whim. Um, like I was not expecting to watch it and I just decided, Hey, this is two hours. I've got exactly two hours. Let's watch this real quick. It was total recall. This movie's fucking awesome. <laughs> this movie is fucking awesome. I don't I, like, I saw some reviews on Letterboxd that were like bashing this thing, but this was awesome. And weirdly enough, I've seen, I'd seen the remake. Because it came out in, what, 2013, 2012, somewhere in there, in a time where I watched everything in the theater. Um, And so I had never seen this one, though, and I had a blast. Like, I thought Schwarzenegger was genuinely great as the lead character here, and I like the intrigue and the sci-fi. I thought it was really well done. The visual effects and the um, the practical visual effects, I really, really enjoyed. I thought it was a lot of fun. It brought me back to some of those fun, like, uh, 70s, 80s sci-fi movies that, like, take themselves just seriously enough, um, but also know how to have a lot of fun. And I just really dug watching this for the two hours. And then I watched the remake right after uh and i didn't hate it but it's not very good it's not very good at all but it's okay uh so yeah total recall boatman you ever seen this yeah i've seen it and if i'm being honest i'm not i i think it's fine i think it's actually good i think it's fair to say it's good this was like hyped up for me on the level of like some other action movies that are like 
over the top, but still like great, like Point Break or True Lies or Terminator 2. True Lies. It does. Uh, I don't think this movie, I, I don't know. I think I'm just, Robocop notwithstanding, I think the thing is Paul Verhoeven always has super satirical films, right? I think the reason why Robocop is great, though, is because it's a movie that if you remove the satire, I still really enjoy it. And I don't know, for whatever reason, Total Recall just does not work for me. I, I, I just, I, I think it's just fine. I think it's okay. Fair. Mike. Yeah, I enjoy this one. It's a good, it's a fun time. And Michael Ironside is so fucking great. And it, yeah. Can't get enough of Michael Ironside in there. Uh, Kirk. Yeah, I really like this movie. Um, I think, I, I disagree with Boatman. I'd put this at the same level of Robocop, uh, where it hits that like perfect blend of like, trashiness but also like thoughtfulness like you know it has that idea behind it um but it puts up the veneer of just like you know nonsense uh i i think it's i, I love the, the practical effects the squibs like just that you know it's it's such a it's a fun time uh it's probably it's it's up there it's my top five for Schwarzenegger and I'm hit or miss on Verho like his top like his four most famous movies I'm like 50 50 on um but this is Robocop I love okay Dylan and I have not seen it okay all right, Boatman, let's go back to you then uh, for uh, your least favorite that you love this week. I'm in a chat. Oh, this chat. Probably in many. I'm in many. But I'm in one particular chat. Uh, it goes by many names. Probably most uh, likely the, the Lucas and Zach chat is what we will call it. Well, anyway, there was an Oscars poll last year. And basically, the people who lost the Oscars bet, the winner of the Oscars bet got to choose a movie for each of those people to watch, and they had to watch it. Is that why Robert watched Wolf Cop? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And made me me buy it on my voodoo so he could watch it? (laughs) Well, that's rude of him. Anyway. He paid me for it, but anyway. Oh, fair. Fair then. Anyway. Chance chose for me the delightful little film. Chance Ellison, I should say, is the one who, who won. Schmodown star, Chance Ellison. Yeah. I'm glad they took him away from us because I, I never had to fucking deal with him in a war zone. I'm glad. Uh, look, he, I had to watch Medea's Big Happy Family. I want to punch someone. You know, you know what, you know what constitutes as a joke in this movie. You want to know what constitutes as a joke in this movie? Person yelling, "Byron, Byron!" like five times, and they keep coming back to it too. And I want to, I, I want to stab Tyler Perry in the face. You know, I was so mad in Gone Girl uh, when Tyler Perry was there, but he doesn't die. He doesn't die. I would have liked him to get his throat slashed for those freaking Medea movies. Oh my god! <laughs> this my, uh, the thing is, Medea is not even the most annoying character in this movie. This movie gets really weird though. There's a whole sub. The movie ends on the Mori Povich show, like Mori Povich playing himself, and the movie ends on like the "You are not the father." Like, I hated this. I hated it so much. I had a very bad time. Awful. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've never seen this. Uh, I know I've seen 
a Medea movie, but I don't remember which one it was. Uh, the biggest memory I have of Medea is uh, in the first 2319 match. Um, I don't want to say who we were playing because I don't want to get anyone upset, uh, but we were playing a certain match. And, uh, well, we got a question about a Medea movie, and I knew the answer. Cody made me go to multiple choice. I was sad. Our friendship was put at stake, Cody, but we survived it. We made it through. I still love you. Uh, but yeah, I'm never going to fucking watch this. Sorry. Uh, Mike, yeah, you've, seen like the, you've seen like you've seen all of these movies. <laughs> I've only seen Medea's Family Reunion, I think. Other than that, yeah, I probably I haven't seen this. I probably never will. <laughs> Medea's Family Reunion was good, like, was enough for me to know I probably don't want to watch the rest of these. Kirk. Uh, I haven't seen any Medea movies. I don't want to see any Medea movies. <laughs> and it just sucks because Tyler Perry, you listen to the guy in real life, he's, he's like an awesome dude. Like his, oh, yeah. speech, his speech from last year at the Oscars was like the highlight for me. Like He just seems like a really cool dude. It's like, man, I just wish you made better movies for me to watch because I'd like to support you, but I'm not going to support this. I remembered which one I've seen, but we'll go to Dylan first. Uh, Tyler Perry was very good in Gone Girl. I'd like to reiterate, but I haven't seen this movie. Uh, the one I've seen is Boo! Medea Halloween. <laughs> boo! I saw it in the theater uh, because, again, and I think there was a boo too, so I yes, must so have it's... seen boo too as well. Because I they came out while I was working at the theater, so I think I've seen both of them. Uh, okay, so Mike, your least favorite movie that you've logged this week? All right. So earlier this week, I went through and we watched all the wrong turn movies to log them all. So I had a couple choices there. I'm going yeah, with the wrong turn six, the last resort. Just at this point, I'm just tired of the fucking cannibals. It's the same shit after each movie, and it's not even interesting in this one. They have the lamest kills. The kids, I want them to die, of course, but I can't even stand them throughout the entire movie. That <laughs> I just want them to die within five minutes and have the movie be over. It's very cheaply made. Yeah, it just wasn't any good at all. Um, this is the first time I've uh, realized that the wrong turn movies are uh, about cannibals. Did not know that. Never seen any of them. Uh, but these are ones where, like, every time a new one gets released and I see it at Best Buy, like, <laughs> only on DVD, unrated and uncut. Like, why are you unrated? You didn't have a theatrical. Like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I just I think about that every fucking time one of these movies comes straight to DVD, unrated. Um, it's the same thing with Hatchet all over again. But uh, so yeah, no. Will I watch this eventually? Yeah, because I like shitty horror movies. I'll watch it eventually. Uh, I'll make Maggie watch it so she can go ew the whole time. But uh, <laughs> it, it I have not seen it yet. Uh, Boatman. Other than Hatchet, this is your second favorite film, correct? Yeah. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. If Mike Hanley is tired of cannibals, then this movie must have really done something bad. <laughs> you got Mike Hanley tired of cannibals. Dude seems like he could pump out three Eli Roth's movies in an afternoon and still... I have done that. <laughs> Uh, Kirk, have you seen this? 
Uh, I was going to say I've only seen the first one, but I'm looking that up now, and I haven't seen the first one. I was thinking of a totally different movie. So, uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> Were seen you also thinking of the movie Joyride with Steve Zahn and Paul Walker? Yes, Locker. I was. <laughs> That's another one. That's another one. <laughs> That's fair. I can picture the cover to that too. Uh, Dylan, uh, I still haven't seen the Shawshank Redemption, so it would be pretty embarrassing to say if I saw this movie instead. Uh, I have not seen a single Wrong Turn movie. <laughs> I know that's that's my biggest. That's one of my biggest blind spots. Yes, I'll watch it soon enough. Okay. I've said that for the past couple of years. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking wait, give me your address. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mail Canada a copy of Shawshank Redemption. Um, okay, uh, Kirk, let's go to you next. I own two copies of Shawshank Redemption. Um, I do too, actually. I, I watched a lot of man movies this week. Nothing terrible, but there are a couple movies that just didn't uh, hit me. Uh, over the weekend, uh, we were out of town, and my uh, wife and uh, the family all went. My wife and daughter went to a, this event, and uh, my son and I didn't have anything to do. So, like, hey, let's go see a movie. So, you know, what's out? What do we both want to see? Uh, so, we ended up seeing Uncharted. And um, it wasn't terrible. Uh, but like I said in my review, if I didn't know this movie was based on a video game, I totally would have guessed it was based on a video game. Um, I have no connections to the games. I've never played any of them, so I don't know how like closely they relate. But I could guess. Like I've, I've watched certain things. Like he'll he'd like do a certain move or like something. I'm like that's from the game. That's definitely going to be from a video game. Uh, but uh, it's just very derivative. Um, I mean, there's a scene like there's literally a scene where they go to a church and they're looking for some kind of treasure. And they like have to go to the church to find it, and they find something on the ground that gives them a clue where to go, and they have to go underneath the church. Um, so I mean, they're like basically ripping set pieces off of different movies. Um, and like I said, it wasn't like offensively bad. Like there were some fun action scenes, and um, you know, uh, Tom Holland and uh, Marky Mark are good in it. Uh, the, you know, they're they're having a good time. Uh, but it just, I I was like, I just want to go watch Indiana Jones or you know some other movie that this is ripping off. So. Um, I I I don't know. I probably wouldn't recommend this one. Was, I'm glad I got saw the big screen. Like it's, I'm sure it was a lot more fun. Like the third act, uh, there's a lot of cool action in the third act that was made it a lot more fun. Um, but overall, I was kind of bored. Yeah, um, this movie, I it, it's it's really tough because I I do love the video game. Um, I'm a big big fan of the Uncharted series of video games, um, and. I had to go into this movie because obviously I, I keep up with the movie news. Like we, we, we were talked about it when we were still doing multiplex loves movies about the casting and everything. We talked about this movie a lot because it was in the making. Um, and I knew that it wasn't going to be like the game. Uh, and that Tom Holland is not Nathan Drake and uh, Mark Wahlberg is not a good Sully um and i just i had to go into the movie and turn my brain off and say you cannot judge this on the merits of the video game and that being said i enjoyed myself um i had fun i thought the action was was good i thought tom holland was was good in the role and mark Wahlberg was fun as soon as i turn on that gamer critique thing it's a pile of shit that i i'm angry about but i think they do enough um story stuff 
to set up cool stuff that could be like the games um that i would want to see another one i would watch another movie uh, another a sequel to it but it's it's a it's a nothing movie it's like going to um like a gas station and getting like but not quick trip not a good gas station like a like a like a weird gas station and getting like a cheeseburger and it like tastes good while it's going down but then like you you never want to get that cheeseburger like you never want to eat that cheeseburger but you might try another cheeseburger from another gas station another time that's kind of like how it is it's just like it's just a weird fucking movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Bowman's confused with my analogy, but that's fine. How many times have you had a gas station cheeseburger? I'm saying if you get a cheeseburger at, like, fucking Speedway, and it's shit, but then you go to Quick Trip, and you know that Quick Trip has good cheeseburgers, you might try that one. You broke my brain a little bit. Yeah, I get it. Dylan gets what I'm throwing down. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan eats a lot of gas station cheeseburgers. I do, man. A quick trip. Okay. I'll talk about Uncharted. Nobody asked me to, but I'll do it anyway. Did you see it? Yeah, I did, actually. Nice. I saw this on a date. Uh, yeah. It's going well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Bowman. Uh, look, I have no connection to the games. Never played the games. Uh, I gave this movie a little bit more credit, probably, because I just really miss adventure movies. I It's why I was probably a little bit kinder to Jungle Cruise than that movie deserved. Yeah. I, I just really miss, like, pure just adventure films where it's just finding stuff and figuring stuff out and... Look, these kind of national treasure Indiana Jones style movies. I'm not saying Uncharted is on that level whatsoever, but I like that type of movie, so I gave it a pass basically because I miss those type of movies and I want there to be more pure adventure movies. Mike? Uh, I have not seen this yet. Dylan, did you get a chance to see it? No, but the I've been kind of terrified of this movie because the Uncharted games are like my it's my favorite video game franchise of all time. And ever since the casting was announced, I was like, nah, fuck that. So <laughs> Dylan, we gotta talk more about video games. Uh okay, let's go to Dylan for your least favorite movie along this week. Yeah, so going back to me cramming the best picture nominees, uh man, I was really bored with Nightmare Alley. Like I just thought it was like I I think it was like it just felt like it was like five hours long and it was like half that length and like i said like i don't know i just feel like the first hour that all the stuff at the uh all the stuff at the theme park just felt like it was taking forever or not the theme park carnival whatever the hell it was just yeah i found it very dull and you know all the production design cinematography visually everything looked fantastic because it's you know Guillermo del toro but yeah, it just really didn't land with me, unfortunately. But I'm interested in checking out the original because it's way shorter. So, um, this movie's fucking awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Dylan. That's okay. You, 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 I, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't mean to channel my inner Cody, 
but um, I've heard too much slander against Nightmare Alley in the last week and a half. Spence is up in here watching Cats 12 times a week, <laughs> but then gives Nightmare Alley a fucking two-star. Oh, Bradley Cooper wasn't even that good. It wasn't even a good movie. I fucking love Nightmare Alley. It's so good. Um, and I rewatched it, too. I, I, I rewatched it this week as well, and I really really like the story and is it i don't want to give anything away because it is so new still yeah there's spent is in the fucking um only nine times i don't want to give anything away but there like the way the movie ends is very telegraphed from the beginning that like you can guess what's going to happen very easily in the first 30 minutes of the movie but i still feel like it's pulled off really well and i think that it is some of bradley cooper's best acting he's ever done i think the final five ish minutes of this movie he is crushing it um the final shot of the movie especially i think is really well earned um i love the whole cast i think kate blanchett is probably the weakest part but again that's not like a bad and she's not bad it's just her part in the story like i don't love as much as uh what's going on with some of the other characters but i also haven't seen the original it is on criterion so i just bought it i'm gonna watch it this week um i've been looking forward to watching it so hopefully that'll uh that'll be just as good but man i this one really worked for me so i'm sad that it's not working for me. sorry <laughs> it's okay dylan it's all right uh boatman did you see this yes uh i did and i'm kind of in between both of you i loved all this stuff at the carnival everything that was actually at the carnival i really dug and then once we left the carnival i i just feel like the stuff at the carnival was very much like Oh, let's explore this world. Let's get to know these characters. There's a, you know, there was a bit of a story, but it was very much just like, let's be with all these interesting characters. And then once we left that world, we left those characters. And that kind of bummed me out a little bit because what I really liked about this movie was the characters. And the second half, once we leave the carnival, got a little bit more into the actual like story of it. And not that that part wasn't good, but the characters that I really cared about, I didn't get to interact with them anymore uh, because they weren't in that second half of the movie, and that was kind of my biggest problem. But even then, I don't think the second half is bad. I think the second half is interesting. I just wish the movie would have been the first half. Well, it's fair, Mike. Yeah, I consider this the definition of a great fucking movie. I love this movie. This movie is fucking incredible to me. It's my type of movie. I love the world. I love the characters. I can't wait to watch it again. All right. Kirk. Um, yeah. 30s, like Depression Era Carnival is a movie aesthetic I love. I don't know why. I just, anytime I see that, I'm very much drawn to it. And I really want to like this movie. There's stuff I liked it a lot. Um, <laughs> but you alluded to it, Tim. And let me say, I'm not one of these guys who goes into movies like, oh, I figured that out. That was so easy. Like, I almost purposely go into movies kind of passive because I want the movie to surprise me. Yeah. Um, but there was a conversation early on, probably in like the first, you know, 
25, 30 minutes of the movie, conversation that goes on that may as well just have a flashing sign. This is the how the movie is going to end. Yeah. And it's like kind of like the easiest ending they could do. And I was hoping the whole time, because after that, like all these different things start happening, all these different webs start tying. And I'm like, oh, I really hope that was a misdirect and something different happens. But no, it ends exactly that way. And so, like, I would just sit there kind of, like, bummed out the whole movie because I wanted more than that. And, you know, if, if maybe if they hadn't given it away and I hadn't figured it out, then I would have enjoyed it more. But by the time I got to the end, I'd been there for an hour and a half, and I was just kind of over it. Um, but I do agree with Bowman, too. Like, I like the Carnival stuff a lot more. Like, those characters were all great. Um, the the mystery stuff after that was, was fun, but not as fun as the Carnival. Okay. Um, that was everybody, right, for that one? Okay, um, so I believe it is my turn. Um, I watched a lot of good movies in the last week. Um, like I said, I've been going through filmographies, watching Oscar contenders, so uh, I was having a good time. But there was one movie I watched. Um, for those of you that don't know, I work at a uh, AMC movie theater. Um, two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, I had the opportunity to go to San Antonio uh to do a conference uh where i got to meet a lot of studio representatives um and other um you know companies that help out amc uh and at the uh event uh there was one studio that was giving out free copies of blu-rays now you know old timmy's never going to pass up the chance at a free blu-ray so there were three choices i had one of them was sonic the hedgehog well, Paramount, sorry, this is the studio, Paramount. I already own Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm not taking it. The other one was A Quiet Place Part 2. Great fucking movie. Uh, sorry, already own it. Well, the third one, Timmy hadn't seen and didn't own, so he picked it up. It was Paw Patrol, the movie. <laughs> and I and I watched it. I watched it. And it's fucking terrible. <laughs> and it's so bad. I sat here like a dumbass and a grown ass adult without kids. <laughs> like, I don't have Nazario's backup or Cody's backup. Oh, well, my kids made me want. I don't have that. I watched it at like midnight on like a Wednesday by myself. And it was terrible. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I don't know any of the characters. The animation looks like shit. And it was it was unbearable. It was unbearable to watch. The only reason I didn't give this movie a one-star rating uh, was... I, I genuinely mean this. Uh, that theme song is catchy as fuck. <laughs> Uh, uh, the Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol. It's really catchy, and also some of the voice acting was was decent. It was just, man, like I don't know. My nephew is like obsessed with the Paw Patrol. He fucking loves Paw Patrol. And the funniest part about it too was I logged it and said I have no idea what I just fucking watched. Nazario commented on my review with like a full <laughs> description of the movie. Like, yes, Nazario, I understand. Thank you. Like, but like, it, it was very bizarre. I'm like, Nazario, I don't need you to explain this to me, but I appreciate you. You're a beautiful man. But thank you for explaining the Paw Patrol to me. Uh, it was just, it, this was rough. Uh, has anyone here seen this? 
or have anything to say about the Paw Patrol. You know, when you're a parent, you know, it's rough because your kids grow up too fast. And, you know, they're getting older and you're, it means you're getting older and it's a lot of, like, existential angst that it brings on. But the positive thing about your kids getting older is that you don't have to watch the Paw Patrol movie. <laughs> so I didn't have to do that. Hashtag ACAB, ACAB, hashtag cancel chase. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that, is that a real thing? Unfortunately, it's Twitter exists. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, with that. I think we're going to wrap up this part of the show. Um, we're going to move on to our main list, our monster movies. Let's get into it. Starting off with Caleb Boatman. Caleb, what is the first movie we are adding to the list of monster movies? Oh, I didn't want to go first. <laughs> oh, wait, no, yeah, I'll, wait. I'll do this. I'll do this oh, one. Okay, okay, okay. All right. You know what? I, I've seen conflicting reports of whether or not this is a monster movie. I'm calling it a monster movie because I don't think there's anything more monstrous than a giant fucking shark. I'm going with Jaws. Jaws is a monster movie. I don't care what anyone says. It's a monster movie. Jaws is a monster movie. It's a great movie. That's oh. all you want to say. Oh, no, I, 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 I <laughs> I'm sorry it took me long to type 1975. <laughs> it really shouldn't take you that long. They're a great band, too, though. Uh, anyway, I love Jaws. I love Jaws. People are, Kirk's going to be like, oh, I don't know if this is a monster movie. Anyway, I don't care. Uh, look, Jaws, Jaws is like, honestly, it's not a monster movie. It's not a mo- horror movie. It's not anything. It's a hangout movie. It's three dudes on a boat. <laughs> And I love it. I love Hooper. I love Brody. I love Quint. I love these three characters. And that's the thing is these type of movies always seem to forget. You need to care about the actual characters in order to make these movies work. And that's why this movie is great because I give two craps about Brody and Hooper and Quint. And I love the scar scene. The scar scene is maybe like one of my favorite because it's this one-upsmanship that turns into bonding between Hooper and Quint. And I, I love Hooper and Quint. Hooper and Quint are just fantastic side characters. I love Jaws. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite film lines of all time is you yell Barracuda. Everyone goes, what? Huh? You yell Shark. You got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. Murray Hamilton does not get enough credit for being one of those great character actors and man. I love him as the the mayor. Jaws is great. You might say it's not a monster movie. Screw you. Uh, I think this is a perfect movie. I think this qualifies 100% um, in the terms of... It's not a monster in the terms of like a Frankenstein or a werewolf uh, man, but a wolf man, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, But I think this counts um, because... Spielberg treats the movie like a monster horror film. Um, it most of the time, not the whole movie. There's other parts of the movie that Boatman got to that, that go beyond that. But the story about the uh, about the um, I can't think of the name of the ship. Um, this is why I suck orca. at Warzone. The, orca. Orca. Um, the um the story that they tell oh, is Indianapolis. A, the, yes, thank you. That's what oh, I was that thinking shit. of is a monster story the way that it's portrayed and told in the movie i think this absolutely qualifies um 
we this this movie's weird that I saw it when I was really young on VHS and loved it, but I didn't see it again for a really long time. And since maybe I was in high school, I've only ever seen this movie in the theater because they play it every year at least once whether it's in october for horror halloween stuff or in july for the fourth of july but maggie and i have seen it together in the theater i think at least three times the last time being in 2020 we watched it uh with cody and nick in uh kansas city and had on the fourth of july no less and had so much fun it is a movie that demands to be seen on the big screen um and I think Bowman's right. The characters are all just so fucking great. Um, it, it, it's a perfect movie, in my opinion. I love this movie. Uh, we're not going to go to Mike next because I know he has lots to say. <laughs> Kirk, we'll go to you. Hey, hey, Bowman. Guess what? Guess what, Bowman? This was your first pick. I was considering bringing this up for the show tonight. So shut up. <laughs> Act like you know I'm sneaking. This is definitely a monster movie. Um, I mean. It's- it's um, it's it's shot like a Watson movie. It's fra- it's paced like a Watson movie. It's about, I mean, also like it's the shark. It's not a real great white shark. You know, this is not how a great white shark behaves. This is like it's it's a, it's a movie shark. Um, and yeah, it's it's perfect. It's great. The the scenes Boatman's talking about on the uh, on the boat uh, when you know when they're 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 just comparing the scars or telling the story. They're singing the song. Uh, one of the all time great scenes. One of the all time great mo- character moments. Uh, character adult moments in in movies. It's great, and yeah, the the monster is fantastic. You know, you, of course, you have the story about how they want to show more, and they didn't because they couldn't, and it worked out for the best. Um, but yeah, the, just just that that dread of that shark being in the water, and when you first start seeing those little buoys drop down, and just knowing what that means, um, it's terrifying. Um, and you know, spoiler: Quinn's death is just is is horrible to watch. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great movie. Good pick, Dylan. Yeah, I mean, is it a monster movie? Sure, I'll allow it. I mean, this movie's fucking great, so I can't really, like, <laughs> fault you for picking it. So, like, this goes back and forth with Raiders, for me, as my favorite Spielberg film. Um, I just, like, I mean, John Williams' score, obviously, is just amazing. And, yeah, I mean, like what Kirk said with the story of them not wanting to show the shark as much as they did, I think that's, like, probably the, be- the best, like, I guess, happy accident in filmmaking history that it didn't work out that way, because, yeah. But yeah, great move. Uh, Mike, I hear that you hate Steven Spielberg. Yeah, you know, he's a hack. No, this is my this is my third favorite movie of all time. I fucking adore this movie. It's per, it's a hundred percent a monster film. And you guys have brought up a lot of the iconic scenes. I also love the family aspect of this movie as well. I love um, Brody's family moments that he has, especially with his son, his younger son. And I just love that it's the shots, the fucking music, the scene, everything is put together so brilliantly. And for this to be technically his second feature movie, if you don't count Duel, is fucking amazing. It's incredible that he was able to pull this off on water. The one thing I've always wanted to do is see this movie on the water, which I plan to eventually, because that just sounds like a great fucking time. There's a... the local swimming pool here did that um, when I was in high middle school, high school, and we went and saw it. So it was, a, we were in a swimming pool, not in a, in a lake or anything, but it was still cool laying in a floaty in a pool watching this movie. It's very fun. Um, okay. 
So that was Boatman's first pick. Mike, let's go to you. All right. So, yeah, I had Jaws also on that I was thinking of bringing up. But, you know, I'm going with Bubba Hotel. Let's fucking go. Bruce Campbell as Elvis and Aussie Davis as a black JFK fighting a mummy. This is a quintessential monster movie. I can't get enough of it. It's fucking insanity. But it's so fucking brilliant. Bruce Campbell is amazing as technically Elvis. He could be Elvis. He may not be. He may just be a crazy old man. Never really fucking say for sure what he is. He's fucking incredible in this movie. I love that movie. Don Coscolari coming off of doing Phantasm movies. And then coming off to do this with bringing in Bruce Campbell. Fucking incredible cast. And I love the effects. It's like the mummy effects, everything that when they attack with um, the little uh, scarabs. Fucking awesome. The little folks surrounding this um, old folks hospital is awesome. Reggie Bannister from Phantasm, he makes a small appearance as a, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, ambulance driver. It's fucking awesome. Everything about this is just incredible. It has a quintessential, one of the quintessential monsters, a mummy. And it does it brilliantly. The final fight scene is fucking great. And I just love that they just roll around in wheelchairs the majority of the time. It's so fucking funny. Lines are uh, great one-liners in it. Everything about it, great shit. Uh, Kirk, have you seen this? Yes, I have. Um, yeah, it's a fun little movie. I watched it for the first time not too long ago. I was surprised. I was not expecting like, the whole thing to just be in the nursing home, which was like... Kind of a fun little twist to it. Um, but yeah, Aussie, anything with Aussie Davis. Obviously, Aussie Davis is an absolute national treasure. And everything he does is great. So yeah, it's a fun little movie. Dylan? I'd like to personally apologize to Bruce Campbell. Because no, I have not seen this movie. <laughs> uh, I also have not seen it. Uh, Boatman? Not seen it. Sorry. I actually do really want to, though. Mike, we should watch this sometime. Oh, yeah. one right. Uh Kirk, let's go to you. Uh, my first pick is going to be uh, King Kong, the original 1933. Uh, I really enjoy this movie. I still think it's the best King Kong movie. Over the past year or two, I've really become to appreciate like 20s and 30s practical effects. Uh, maybe, you know, even before that, back in the teens, they first started when it was just like fresh and new, and they were just like kids playing in a sandbox. Like, what can we do with these new toys? Uh, and it doesn't look perfect. Does it look realistic? No. Um, but you can see how much work and how much effort. I mean, literally, you see the fingerprints on King Kong as they're molding the the, the doll. Um, and just, I watch these movies, and I, I'm as cynical as anybody, but I love watches and think, you know, when you if you go back to 1933, there was not a single person in the audience going, that looks fake. Like, everybody watching this movie was just in awe that they were watching. And we're not too far re- removed from their generation that was, like, afraid that the train was going to hit them. And, like, you know the people yeah. watching this movie are just in awe of what they're seeing, like, moving on a screen in front of them. And that's just so great. There's so many little fun little tricks, like that scene on the island, where they're basically, you can tell they're going, like, from stage to stage. you got the rear projection and all the different animals and creatures. Um, but just so many cool little things happening. Uh, and then, obviously, you know, the final, you know, the, the, the scene in New York. And you have the, 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 the big King Kong climb, and then you have just the head coming in the window mm-hmm. and the hand and everything. So many cool effects. Uh, it's a fun story. And um, the original is like a, a nice, it's a, a well-paced movie. Um, last movie I saw before COVID, there's a Fathom event. 
Uh, me and my this is one of my son's like yep. top three favorite movies, and uh, me and him went saw so that was our last COVID movie. Uh, but yeah, I love this one. Uh, yeah, you reminded me that that was the Fathom event thing. I do remember that right before we shut down. Um, yeah, I like this movie. I saw it on VHS way back when I was very young. Um, and I, I liked it because um, I, I like movies. <laughs> I enjoyed it as a kid. I haven't seen it since, so I, I it's due for a rewatch. I really should watch it. Um, I, I have a soft spot for the Peter Jackson movie just because that came out at the just right time for me. Um, so I, I understand the flaws with the Peter Jackson movie, but I, I like it a lot. Um, I hate the new King Kong, the Kong skull Island. I think it's fucking terrible. I genuinely, Maggie loves it. I think it's fucking shit. Godzilla versus Kong. I dug, I was into that, but Kong skull Island. Everybody's like, Oh, it's so fucking fun. I thought it was ass. Um, and I've never seen the Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges, right? Jeff Bridges and don't say it. The American horror Jessica Lang. I got there. Have not seen that one. So, uh, couldn't speak to that, but this one, um, I liked it as a kid. I really do need to rewatch it. So, uh, Dylan. Yeah. I saw this for the first time last year, I believe. And, uh, I really enjoyed it. Obviously there's some stuff that hasn't aged great, but, uh, I mean, just yeah, the uh, what they were able to achieve with the visual effects and the th- at this point in time is just insane and like some great like stop motion effects. I just love even when it's bad. I love stop motion. Like I just really enjoy seeing that. And yeah, it's. I mean, it's a classic for a reason. It's a great movie. Bowman. Uh yeah. Uh, I actually have not seen any version of King Kong in any capacity that's not true i have seen the peter jackson version i have seen the peter jackson version though i don't remember it very well that's the only version i'm familiar with i haven't seen any of the others you haven't seen the new stuff no oh interesting fair enough they they don't i they don't seem like bolton movies godzilla versus kong is fun but uh be honest would i like it i think you would enjoy the action sequences yeah if a movie is enjoyed primarily based on the action sequences and nothing else, I usually don't enjoy the action sequences. I think you would. Well, I don't know. Uh, uh, Mike, your take. Uh, yeah, I grew up loving the shit out of this movie. I watched it all the time as a little kid, and I've revisited it many times throughout my adult life, and I love it just as much as I did as a little kid. It's such a great fun story king kong is amazing in it like just the stop motion effects of it is fucking incredible great fucking movie fuck you wanted to come on the show for a second uh okay uh that's everybody for king kong correct yes um dylan let's get your first pick yeah so bit of a gear shift i'm gonna go with a more recent one um i'm gonna go with the babadook just to because i feel like this is a good like example of how monsters can be like really great metaphors for certain things. And I love how like everyone talks about this movie is like, Oh, it's a metaphor for grief. And like, yes, that's true. But like, I feel like it's, they could have gone like, they could have gone super simple with it and be like, Oh, isn't it terrible to lose a family member? But it's like, a lot, they go a lot more deeper with that where it's actually about like the dangers of like repressing negative emotions 
end where it's like basically when she like puts when she refuses to like actually address what's going on and just try to pretend like everything's okay that's when all the bad shit like really starts to happen and i just in a way it becomes like almost like a message about therapy which is crazy to say about you know a movie where with a top hat monster that wreaks havoc on a family but yeah i just i really love this movie a lot so it's in my top 100 great movie uh, I've seen this once. Um, it got a lot of praise at the time of its release, uh, but it didn't really come to any theaters uh, near me. So I bought it once it came out on Blu-ray. I watched it once with Maggie. Um, and I remember being very impressed by it and liking it a lot, but I've never felt the need to go back to it. So it might be one that I need to revisit. Um but like I said, I, I, I did very much enjoy it when I saw it. Um, just haven't gone back. I don't remember a ton about it um, other than I was a little annoyed by the child screaming. I thought that was a little <laughs> obnoxious. I do remember that. But, uh, and I, again, I liked it at the time, but I do think there's, I, I, I do like the, uh, new criticism of like not to the extent of like a brian michaels but like in the new scream movie where they talk about like elevated horror and they talk about this one a lot i do like the jabs at those movies like this despite me usually liking these types of movies like like this and uh x or something like that's a newer one uh, or the witch or something but uh i enjoyed it i should probably get back to it eventually so uh boatman have you seen this Yes, I have. I uh, actually really like the Babadook. I think, yeah, everything Dylan said, I'll basically echo. Like, Monsters Metaphor is usually, like, the best type of monster movie. And, yeah, Metaphor for, for Grief. But I, I think you take away the metaphor and the movie still works because I think this is just a really terrifying idea of this is a monster that can only kill you if you think about it, basically. But if you're trying not to think about it, it's going to be tougher to not deal with. And I think that's just a really interesting concept. And yeah, I, I really dig the Babadook. Mike. I remember I saw this in the theater, but I unfortunately don't remember the majority of this movie for some reason. I remember liking it. I just don't really recall a lot of it. So I need to revisit it for sure. Okay, Kirk. Uh, yeah, I really like this one. I like horror movies. I, somebody brought this up on a show a couple weeks ago. I feel like I've just said this. I'm repeating myself. But I really like horror movies that focus not just on the supernatural horror, but like on like comparison, like real world horror. And you watch this movie. It's about this woman who just recently lost her husband. Um, her son has like developmental issues and has you know has all those pro has these problems that she's dealing with on her own, and just her life is crumbling apart. And you watch this before any monster shows up. This woman's life is already a horror movie. And you, you add the supernatural in a minute and you just feel like the weight of that, the anxiety of that. And it's, you know, it's kind of a haunted house movie too. And most of the time when you have a haunted house movie, like it's a big house and there's lots of places to go and run to. Like they have, they live in a very small house. It's a very claustrophobic movie. This, the monster just like, the Babadook is just like present everywhere. And you just, it's a movie, you just feel that anxiety the entire time. And I, I love movies like that. Haven't seen it in a while. I definitely want to get back to it and rewatch it because I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I will go next. Uh, I'm going to be um, 
on brand uh, and pick a fandom film. Uh, it, it, it's a new fandom film, and it, it, it's one that I absolutely love. It is uh, Alien. I, I, I think this 100, like Jaws, uh, I think people have, have said 79, right, Bowman? I'm not a crazy person. Sorry, what movie? Alien? Yeah. Alien, yeah, 79. Thank you. I had it right. I should have just been confident. Um, This, I've heard people describe it as Jaws in space, um, and it kind of is, but also, like, I don't know, man. Like, I just love the characters here. Um, Ripley, I think, is such a good sci-fi protagonist, like, in this and the second film, and to an extent, the third one as well, even though the third one gets a little meh. Um, and the fourth one's an abomination. But I think just looking at this movie by itself, it has such a good monster movie moments throughout. Um, I remember I had seen this movie probably ten times, five to ten times as a kid watching it on VHS and DVD like over and over again. Um, before I realized there's a shot in, and I can't remember if it's in the director's cut or if it's only in the theatrical, but there's a shot of like the alien swinging with the chains. Does everybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's, I think it might just be in the director's cut, but there's a shot where the camera pans up to some chains um, swinging in the ship and the alien is like in the chains and you can't tell unless you're really looking for it. And I didn't notice for like the first like 10 times I saw this movie. And then one day I was sitting there watching it with Maggie and she was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, what? She was like, it was right there. And I said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and, the movie. and I'm like, oh my God, how have I never noticed that? Um, and I just think that we were talking about like practical effects and like stuff that... Um, is is done really well in movies i think this is just like such this movie does such a great job with the practical effects even if you like look at it like by itself like as an image it might look kind of goofy but like the uh the whole sequence where uh dallas is the name of the captain right i think that's his name right mike yeah yeah um and he's crawling through the vents or whatever. And they're like, it's right on top of you or whatever. And he turns the flashlight and it does that like, hey, I'm here. And it like flashes its hands. <laughs> if you look at it just as like the shot of it being like, hey, it looks ridiculous. But in the movie, they they build the tension so well to that. When it happens, it is so terrifying. Um I just think this is a perfect sci-fi movie, a perfect monster alien movie, obviously. Um, I love it. I think it's great. Uh, Boatman, Alien. I love Alien. I revisited this movie this year, and man, every time I watch this movie, I, I just fall in love with it all over again. Because I love, again, another movie where the characters actually matter, and I love how you couldn't be able to tell that Ripley was the main character like, unless you knew from, like, the sequels that, like, Ripley was the main character. Because this movie honestly just has this feeling of anything can happen at any point. Even after, like, having already seen it. It just has this air of, like, true unpredictability to it. Which is just really fascinating to me. And they 
they packed this movie full of just really good actors to give this story legitimacy. Like, beyond Sigourney Weaver, Tom Skerritt, you've got Ian Holm in there, who's just one of those character actors who's great, and Yafet Kodo just always brings legitimacy, and Harry Dean Stanton's every everyone's great in this movie. Uh, yeah, I I really like Alien. It's it's fantastic. I prefer it to Aliens, but I get why people like Aliens. I just, I like the more character-driven horror than the big action. I love both, but I like Alien more. Uh, Mike, you can go. Uh, yeah, I uh, first saw this when I would think around like four or five, and it fucking stuck with me forever. I fucking love this movie. This movie's incredible. Everything you guys said matches perfectly with how why I love this movie. And Harry Dean Stanton, his little roles in this, the little small parts that he has with every character is fucking fantastic. I love him in it. His death scene is so good. And I just love the effect of the alien. The alien effect is fucking incredible so contained it's so contained on that ship it's so awesome the way they do it and what tim brought up of um uh, dallas and events and you hear the beeping noise and as yeah. it gets close and close oh my god i love it so much I great th- fucking shit the the chain thing is harry dean stanton's death i believe too because yeah. it's like yeah. it's like the water dripping down or whatever yeah uh kirk your take yeah, this is such a great movie for so many reasons. Um, as a horror movie, as a monster movie, it's great. It's like gothic horror in space. And I've talked about it a lot on a lot of different shows, so I'm repeating myself again. But uh, the, the idea as of the monster with the acid blood and the fact that just even if you hurt it, like hurting the monster is dangerous. Uh, especially in space when you know you get a hole in the wall or a hole in the floor, you're in trouble. It's um, fucking genius. That's just yeah. That's just it's such a it's such a small like little idea, like such a slow concept, but it's so great. Uh, and I the, the 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 design of the creature is great. Just I mean, it looks alien. Like so up till now, I mean, it was always like a rubber head or something. Whenever you had an alien in a movie, uh, something like this just completely unearthly. Uh, it's, it's so scary looking and like. Um, Boatman said that one of the all-time great supporting casts in the movie. You look up and down, you got Ian Holm, um, uh, Yafet Kota, Vuana Cartwright, all these great actors. And, you know, John Hurt, for for the first, you know, 15, 20 minutes, they're just hanging out. It's just them hanging out. And I love, like, gritty, blue-collar sci-fi movies where there's nothing, like, fancy or excited about it. Like, they're just working and just how like gross and dirty you mentioned, like the dripping water and everything that ship is, um, the atmosphere, everything about this movie is perfect. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those movies where it's almost kind of hard to talk about just because like everyone just always sings its praises. But it's yeah, it's just fucking amazing. I like I know Sigourney Weaver's like obviously fantastic as uh, Alan Ripley. But for my in my opinion, I actually think Ash is like my favorite character in this movie. Like I think Ian Holm is just fantastic as that character. And when he spoiler alert i guess when he like turns on the, when he turns on him and he's like super like believable and like creepy when he's giving that monologue with like his head on the ground it's just so good i i do prefer bishop over ash uh in aliens but uh I, ash is he, i agree he's a great fucking character um okay boatman we are on to you for your next pick my friend okay well we've gone to the well of Jaws, gone to Alien. I I want to give Kirk the opportunity to take at least one other one, 
So I'm probably I'll, not going I'll, to. So I'm probably not going to. Just let you know. Okay, so, good, good. Go then go I so that doesn't really change my plan anyway. Okay. So I have no idea what you're gonna do. <laughs> I Kirk and I are the two. You well, and Mike. Yeah, but yeah. we're the classic monster guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with the original Invisible Man. This is this is my favorite of the Universal Monster movies. Uh, and I think that comes down to I love Claude Rains. I love Claude Rains. I think he's just one of those great actors. And putting him in this role just gives it such legitimacy. Like, this doesn't feel like a... It, this could feel like a goofier monster movie. You know, you got the invisible guy. But Rains sells it. He really, like, sells the idea of this guy just going mad with power. Uh, and it's also got like a great supporting cast around him. Gloria Stewart uh, is a great actress, and uh, Henry Travers, who you might better known as uh, Clarence from *It's a Wonderful Life*, uh, he's also in this. So this is and directed by James Whale, director of *Frankenstein* and *Bride of Frankenstein*. So just legitimacy all around. Uh, I, I love *The Invisible Man*. I think this is really good at being scary while also not taking itself super seriously. This is like my, easily my favorite of the classic monster films. I need to rewatch this because the ones that I've seen the most are The Mummy, Dracula, Creature from the Black Lagoon, um, Frankenstein. I haven't seen this one too many times. Um, so I need to rewatch it. Uh, but that being said, what I remember of it, I really enjoy. Um, as it people who know me, I don't love classic movies. Like they're not my go-to stuff. Uh, but the classic monster movies, the Universal monster movies, I really love. And uh, I do, I do really love the remake too. I just want to give a shout out to that. I, I never would have picked it for a list like this, but I thought the 2020 movie was fucking awesome. Uh, so shout out to that movie as well. Uh, Mike, your take. Yeah. Yeah, I love the Universal Monster movies, and this is no exception. I love The Invisible Man. I love what Bowman said about the power that he has. is fucking awesome. I love the way they deal with that. And I, I just love the effect that they have, especially with his hat walking around and then him taking off the bandages, stuff like that. It's so... What I love about these old-school monster movies is they're just so much fucking fun. Like, yeah, people can say there's not a lot of scares and a lot of shit happens, but I enjoy every single one of them, man. They all have something fun to do. Invisible Man, I really love the sequels of where it kind of, like, the um, uh, the next sequel, what the fuck was it called? Uh, the Invisible Man Returns? Yeah, Invisible Man Returns, thank you. That's the one that kind of loses me, but this one, I think, is a perfect fucking movie. So great. Kirk. Uh, yeah, I'm glad Bowman mentioned this because I wasn't going to be able to get to any Universal Monsters. So I'm, I'm glad one guy, because this probably would have been the one I went with. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Claude Rains is great in this, and he walks that fine line of like camp and seriousness. Uh, and it's kind of ahead of its time in that way, where it, it, you know, the other monster movies really take the horror element seriously. And this one is having a little more fun with it. And he is just so gleefully evil in this, like and insane. I mean, he has the biggest body count of any of the of the of the Universal monsters. He's just like, is that true? A, what's yeah, yeah. Because yeah, if you see, yeah, because it's some of the stuff he does. He he wipes yeah, out big swaths of people. Um, so and just the fact that he, it's just a, it's really it's not really a monster, just a guy with a with some you know poison in his veins. Uh, but he is the most monstrous out of any of them because there's no there's no very little sympathy here. It's not like. Uh, uh, Dracula or the the Wolfman, where it's like, oh, they're not, you know, 
this, this you you really get to hate this guy. And uh, like Mike said, the uh, love invisibility uh, effects still hold up. Uh, and, and it looks really great. It, like it's a lot of fun. And also, Gloria Stewart's in this. The uh, you know better known as Old Rose from Titanic. Uh, she she has oh. a, a part of this as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, if if you if you're like if you're not hesitant to get into these movies because you feel like oh they're old and they're like kind of dry, uh, this is probably like the juiciest one. Uh, if you if you if you go to them, go to this one first because this is what I think has the most for like water viewers latch on to. Dylan. Yeah, I feel like there if there's any theme for this show, it's like movies for older movies where it's like how did they achieve this with their visual effects because like the visual effects in this are just insane like there's one scene where he's like skipping down the road and like just the it's just a pair of pants like really and it's like actually like very like believable and it's which for a movie from 1933 the fact that they were able to do that was just crazy and yeah claude rains is just so great yeah great movie. my favorite performance um as someone of uh, from someone as the invisible man is probably Adam Driver. Anybody? No. Wow, watch Marriage Story, you fucking oh. Jesus uh, hey, that joke didn't go over well, Maggie. Uh let's let's move on uh to Mike for Mike's next pick. Alright, uh I'll go with John Carpenter's a thing. Nice. I love the shit out of this movie. This movie's amazing. It's a whole concept of you don't know who the fucking monster can be in this. And I, the the beginning dog scene where you first get to see the actual thing and what it can do is fucking incredible. The practical effects in it are incredible. How it just lifts up, all the dogs are screaming and they're trying to get in there. And Kurt Russell and um, uh, Keith David are trying to get the flamethrower going so they can take it out and it's just destroying every single dog and the dogs are whining as it's getting like um uh, uh tangled up in the fucking um uh why am i fucking forgetting words right now uh tentacles that the thing has in that scene and as it goes through and you just you do not know who the fucking can be at any given time and how they put it all on kurt russell throughout the movie of that it could be him and then it could be others and then you they get to the um uh, the fucking blood testing scene which is amazing them on the couch and he's just testing the blood and one of them turns out to be and all hell breaks loose it it has little comedic moments in there that are that help alleviate the tension throughout it everything about it the made the practical effects are fucking incredible i love everything about all the characters interactions are great Kurt Russell is fucking amazing in this. This is my this is my favorite performance of Kurt Russell, hands down. It's this and Jack Burton, but this one takes the cake. It's amazing. The snow scenes outside are fantastic. The way it's shot is incredible. Everything up until like especially the ending when um uh, it's boiled down to just a few of them, and it gets so intense as they're going through it and. At this point, Kurt Russell just does not give a fuck. He just wants to destroy it and get it over with. He doesn't care what happens to him. They just know that they can't let it out of this station. It's fucking insane how good this is. And how much it got crapped on when it came out is insane to me. Because you look back on it, and this is one of the quintessential horror movies of the 80s and the quintessential John Carpenter movie and a monster movie. 
fucking perfect fucking movie here. Was it really crapped on a lot when it came out? Yes. Oh yeah, the reviews were shit on it. Why? Like, what I, about it? Did they? Because it's gross. Yeah, <laughs> that was literally their whole. Did it thing come out the like... same weekend as ET or something? Like yes. That too? And yes. we went yeah. went to see oh. ET. They were family friendly, and then they go, "What yeah. the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> 1982 was a crazy year for sci-fi. Or at least I think Siskel did. I don't know if Ebert did, but I feel it. I think Siskel did. Did what? Siskel hated this, I think. I think they yeah, both one of them did. I'm pretty sure Roger Ebert hated it. Um, okay, so the last time I watched this movie was probably four years ago. Uh, well, no, more than that. Probably five years ago now. Um, I showed it to Maggie. We watched it uh, in the basement of the Parker home. And with about six minutes left in the movie, one... <laughs> Kevin Parker, my father-in-law now, came down, turned on all the lights, and went, what are we doing? <laughs> and we, I went, Kevin, we're watching the thing. Get the fuck out. I didn't say that, but I was like, you're interrupting a very, very good moment in cinema here, my friend. What are you doing? Uh, no, this movie's great. I showed it to Maggie because uh, Maggie has the hots for Kurt Russell. Um, if she were to leave me for anyone that's above the age of 60, I think it would be Kurt Russell. Um, that's completely fair. She loves the man. Oh, I agree. I think it's fair. I also have the hots for Kurt Russell, but, um, I just bought this on 4k. Um, I was lied to. I was told, Hey, this is going to be a limited uh, run. They're not going to make many of these get it as soon as you possible. <laughs> and no joke, when it was first released on 4K back in like October, it was sold out online everywhere for a minute. And so when I saw one, I grabbed it and was like, I'm not going to watch it for six months, but I'm fucking grabbing it now. And now you can get it anywhere. But I'm excited to rewatch it. Great fucking movie. Again, practical effects so fucking good here and i do want to say i think the 2011 movie is actually worth watching i genuinely do it's not a remake it's a prequel spoiler alert but i think it's worth watching um and i think there are good moments in it is it anywhere near this absolutely not but i think it's a fun companion piece to this movie so uh this movie's fucking awesome boatman uh, yeah, I, I love the thing. I will say, correction, Siskel liked it, Roger didn't, which is oh. weird, because normally if anyone likes the more poppy movies, it's it's Ebert, not Siskel. But anyway, uh, no, the thing is awesome. Uh, again, just the, I, I love any time where, like, yes, you have the monster, but, like, the real monster is our paranoia, is, like, always one of my favorite themes in any monster movie. And I think this is just so brilliant of like, it could be anyone. And are we just as bad if we're wrong? Like it's such, it's such a fascinating, scary, terrifying idea. Um, and Keith David, I love Keith David. I, Keith David is just one of those actors who I just love in anything. And Will Wilford Brimley's great in this too. I, I think all the actors are, are great. And this this is also just maybe one of, if not the coldest movie ever made. I don't mean cold in like tone. I just mean like 
I feel cold watching it. Like I, I just literally like get like actually cold and I have to like get a blanket while I watch this movie. I, Cause they just make it feel so cold. Oh, Kirk. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I I love this movie uh, so much. Like Boatman say, like I think that's one of the great things about it is the environment. Like you know, going outside can kill you. You know, without any monster in the in the, in the building, like that just adds so much to the tension. Uh, and I've talked about this a lot. I think I talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago on YLS. Uh, but the one thing I always say about this, not just the practical effects, like how good they look in general, but just how there are like no rules of like anything can be anything. And just the shapes and the way things look. You know, I talked about the alien, how alien that looked. Uh, but <laughs> this uh, this movie with like just you know the the, the guy that, that moment with the guy, his hand just go in the stomach, and the stomach becomes the mouth, and the head starts running around. Uh, and like you know, Mike mentioned the dogs, uh, just so crazy. Just the ideas and like just 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 anything goes. Um, you know, all bets are off with this. Uh, it's just a great looking movie. But yeah, this this is up there with Alien for me. It's like. My top two like sci-fi horror movies, just another one that's almost perfect. Dylan, yeah, I I decided not to go with this movie because I like this is spoiler. Alert, this is my second favorite movie of all time. Oh, I don't wow. know what that's a spoiler alert for, but I I just I wasn't gonna pick it because I feel like I talk about this movie often. But then I realized just now that I've never actually talked about it on this platform. So uh, I, but I love this movie so much. Uh, it's like it's just. Like the way that they're able, that John Carpenter is able to build the tension, the score, just the cinematography from Dean Cundy, it just everything is just so perfect in this movie. And like, just I love that it, how it's like it. Horror movies kind of get like a stigma of having like really dumb characters, and that's what I love is like the characters in this movie are actually like they're actually like smart and make smart decisions. Like the whole uh, the scene where they realize that the thing reacts poorly to heat so they did like do like the blood test scene is like that's genuinely like a really smart way to like figure out who's actually the thing and who's telling the truth mm -hmm. and that scene is just like even though you know that eventually one of one of the one of the people's blood is going to react and it, they're going to find out that one of them's the monster it still catches you off guard which i think says a lot about john carpenter's direction that he's able to pull that off so yeah this movie's amazing okay um, we are moving on to Kirk. Uh, for my second movie, I'm going to go with something that I don't think a lot of people have seen. Um, look at it on Letterbox. Uh, I'm going to go with Troll Hunter. It's a Norwegian movie from 2010. Um, it's about this. It's a found footage movie. It's about these college kids. They're in a uh, video crew. And they end up hooking up with this guy who's a troll hunter, and uh, he's like basically like the 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 trolls of Scandinavian fable. Uh, are real and it's this guy's job to go like clear them out and destroy them and it's just so much fun because first of all the, the the trolls look great just so many great creature effects in this um but the story to it is this the, the troll hunter is he's not like a hero or like a you know an adventurer he's a government employee and it's like he's completely burned out of his job and he's just had enough he's you know it's him dealing with the bureaucracy of it and again i love that i love when you take something fantastic like that and make it mundane kind of like we were saying about alien like you just like take this like thing of fantasy and wonder and it's just this guy's boring job that he's sick of doing and it's has like a really dry sense of humor and that combined with the fact that it's not not in english it really took me to this my second complete watch through to realize it's kind of a comedy and the guy who played the tr troll hunter is actually a pretty famous uh, Norwegian comedian, comedic actor. 
Um, but he plays it so straight the whole time. But you, you, there's so many like subtle like little things in there. Um, and like I said, it plays very much on uh, Norwegian fable and Norwegian legend of you know like you know the, the trolls that you think of like the old world European trolls uh, in there. And like like I said, they all look fantastic. It's a lot of fun. And it's just that these college kids followed him around and, like getting his story because that's the thing. Like he's he's done. He's like. His his job's supposed to be top secret, but at this point he's like, I don't care. Just record everything and show it to people. I'm not even worried about it anymore. Uh, and it's it, it, it's a lot of fun, and I love it. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's, it's a great movie. I have not seen it. Uh, Boatman. Have not seen it. I've heard Kirk talk about it before, and I'm interested. Uh, Mike. Yeah, this movie's a lot of fun. I enjoy this. I love the fact that every single uh, troll thing they have is a different way he kills them and how he talks to them about how different things are working and why it works and why he has to sometimes put the actual troll shit on himself to attract them. It, the comedic moments in there are so fucking brilliant. And I, I love how it goes through all of them together. And then they go to the, um, the like the troll cave. And it has shit with him, man. They don't know what the fuck to do. And he's the only one that's like trying to tell them what not to do, and they keep fucking it up as they go along. It's so great. I, I really enjoy this movie. I actually thought about putting it on the list on this. I like the choice. Uh, Dylan? Uh, I have not seen it. I really want to, though. I just haven't been able to find it anywhere. Okay. Great. Um, Dylan, we'll stick with you for your next pick. So I went with Babadook earlier, which was a very, you know, very, I guess, dramatic pick. So now I'm going to switch it up and make things a little bit lighter. Uh, you know, before Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson made some very, very weird and awesome movies. So I'm going with Dead Alive, which is my favorite of his. Uh, this movie just is an absolute blast. I mean, this is the type of movie where... We talked about Psycho Goer Man earlier. This is a subgenre that I just absolutely love called like, uh, it's called like Splat Stick, I think is what it's called, where it's like basically like slapstick comedies, but with like shit tons of gore and just horror and stuff. And it's like, it's just so much fun. Like there's a scene in a playground, which is one of the funniest scenes. Like I think I've seen in any movie with like this uh, zombie child that they have. And just so many like ridiculous, hilarious moments. Like there's a scene with the ass-kicking priest, I believe, <laughs> which is a. Uh, it's just yeah. There's so much ridiculous fun to be had in this movie, and it's one that I like throwing on every so often when I just need a good chuckle. Um. So those of you that don't know, uh, big <laughs> big Peter Jackson fan. I uh, the Lord of the Rings is a little special to me. Um. So I I've. I've not gotten to see this. Uh, I haven't seen Meet the Feebles, this, or um, what's the other one? Bad Taste. Uh, Bad Taste. Yeah. Bad Taste is available on DVD like pretty easily. Like You can find it. It's pretty easy to find. Dead Alive and Meet the Feebles are really hard to find now. I think um, Dead Alive is like on YouTube. Like You can watch it 1080p. Oh, is it really? Because I've searched so. for it and I haven't been able to find it personally. Oh. But if that's the case, I might watch it tonight. Um, <laughs> my all, all of this to be said, um, Dead Alive, yes, it is. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I might watch this tonight. Holy shit. Um, all of that was to be said that 
um, ever since um, They Shall Not Grow Old, Peter Jackson's documentary about World War One came out, um, he's been pretty open about how he's currently working on remastering his original set of films um, using the same technology um, and that they're going to be released on Blu-ray pretty soon here uh it was gonna happen in 2021 but covid set things back so i'm hoping they come out this year um and i and i i will finish the collection uh i just bought the frighteners which i've never seen as well so i'm gonna watch that um but a buddy of mine who is oh a, a buddy of mine you guys know tyler butler uh is is a freak of nature is is a freak of nature and he spent like 60 bucks buying a dvd copy of this because he wanted to watch it um and he loved it and he told me like great things about it so i'm i'm going to watch it uh i love peter jackson and i want to see his horror films so i'm i'm into it uh boatman have you uh ever seen this uh i have not not a boatman movie (laughs) i no. I would not imagine the the stuff I have seen from it. No, uh, Mike. Yeah, this is a one thousand percent a Mike movie. I fucking love it. It's so batshit insane. Everything about it is crazy, and I can't get enough of it. It's so stupid. The shit that happens is so stupid, but it's I love it to death. I laugh my ass off every time I watch it. Starting with the monkey and uh, getting it in uh, Skull Island, they bring it back from Skull Island. And he brings it back to New Zealand. All hell breaks loose. It's just fucking awesome. The relationship he has with his mother is so funny. And what transpires between that. It is just a great fucking time. Kirk, have you seen it? I have not. Um, I had a cousin who was really into these movies. Like, he loved, like, Bad Taste is one of his favorite movies. Um, he used to show me a lot of these. But this one I have not seen. Okay. Um, are we on to me, then? Yeah, is that it? Am I on the last one already? Jesus, we went quick. Um, So (laughs) I was thinking a lot about what to pick for this. Um, There's some movies that I could talk about, but I feel like I would be remiss if I did not talk about um, what is arguably the best monster movie ever made. Um, because frankly, it's the best movie ever made. It's Monsters Inc. This fucking couch. You knew I was gonna do it. It's a monster movie. It's got monster in the fucking title. No, like Dylan said it. He was like, "Oh, well, the thing is my second favorite movie. I wasn't gonna bring it up." Um, but and I and I said the same thing as like I've talked about this movie so much, but I like. I feel like I, I can't talk about a list called monster movies and not bring it up just in the same way that if we ever did like fantasy films, I can't not bring up the Lord of the Rings. Like I have to do it. Um, I, I, I've said it a million times. It, it's my favorite movie. I'm a child at heart. I love Pixar. I love the world we've created. All the different monsters are so unique and interesting and fun looking. Uh, the rules of the world are fun and hilarious, and uh, all the characters from Mike, Sully, Randall, Waternoose, Boo, across the board, they're all fun. Um, 
and in the in the larger world they've created over the franchise too with monsters uh university and now monsters at work i think there's a lot of cool stuff uh that they've created but this this movie uh holds a very special place in my heart love it uh boatman uh why will the scare floor be painted well you asked the question weird i'm just asking you if you know why go ahead oh fair uh look i am mike wazowski uh kaiser had a review of monsters university where he just said he couldn't watch the movie without being reminded of me at this point <laughs> and like honestly fair i that, that's just who i am and I'll, I'll own up to it uh look I love Monsters, Inc. I grew up watching the heck out of this movie. They, I, I've noticed this thing. When I was, like, 16, I would get kind of cynical about certain Pixar movies. I'd be like, the third act of Monsters, Inc. wasn't great. It was a great first two-third, two great characters. But that last third was a little bit, eh. No. Shut up. Shut up, Boatman. This is... This is a great movie all the way through. I love this movie. Mike and Sully are just two great characters. Billy Crystal legitimately should have been nominated for an Oscar. I know they don't nominate voice performances, but if we did, I I think that legitimately he is that good in this movie. I, I love the character of Mike Wazowski, my favorite Pixar character. Mike. Yeah, this is on my top echelon of animated movies. I absolutely adore this movie so much. It's so much fun. And yeah, it is a monster movie, 100%. Uh, Kirk. Yeah, uh, I really like this movie. This is my second favorite Pixar movie. Uh, the highest compliment I could pay this movie is uh, when my daughter was like four years old, we drove to Disney World. And it's like a 16-hour drive, so we packed her in the car. Put her in a car seat, put a DVD player in front of her, pack like a, a sleeve full of DVDs for her to watch. And she chose to only watch Monsters Inc. So <laughs> I had to listen to Monsters Inc. on loop for like 10 hours straight. Based on a lesser movie, I would hate forever for that. I still enjoy Monsters Inc., so that speaks to its quality. Um, I think this movie is really great. Yeah, the voice acting, the characters, um, it's a, just the story's fun. And as far as it being a monster movie, like it has like a lot of cool monster moments, like plays on like monster tropes and stuff like that. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a good pick. Uh, Kirk, I love you even more after that beautiful speech you just gave. What movie do you like more than it from Pixar? Uh, the Incredibles. Okay, I, I that, that I'll give that one to you. If you had said Wally, we might I might have had to put you away. But uh, okay, uh, Dylan. Yeah, I love Monsters Inc. This is like my favorite movie when I was a kid. Like I I watched, I had this uh, VHS and I watched it like over and over and over again. Uh, and it was like I just man, I love like the characters in this this was when pixar was just like batting a thousand like i've come but kind of like not super crazy about a lot of their recent output which i know is one of my i guess hot takes but uh i just love this film and yeah randall is like one of my favorite pixar villains so perfect all right um that's our list so head over to letterboxd i just published the list you can give it a like uh make sure to follow the page um, and also like the reviews and all the stuff we put on there. So you can see every movie we talked about today is uh, on the letterboxed as of now. So uh, we're going to wrap the show up by talking about our movie of the month. It is the last time we're going to be talking about this movie. Raise your hand if you haven't talked about nobody on this show. Okay, so Mike 
and Dylan. Mike, we're going to start with you. Nobody. Did you watch it? What would you think? Yes, I actually watched it yesterday for the first time, and I really enjoyed it. I, I've i been hearing really good things about it. I just had, hadn't gotten around to it. And then when you said this was a movie of the month, I went, all right, it's going to be perfect. I get to watch it. And I was not disappointed. Christopher Lloyd as his father, the relationship they have, and the stuff towards the end with him are fucking fantastic. I love that Christopher Lloyd is back doing the, these type of roles. Fucking fantastic in it. I love the fact that this whole movie is based around the fact that he doesn't want to do any of this until he gets the itch. When he finally gets the itch, then he just can't fucking stop. And then all hell breaks loose with him, and gunfights are plenty. Oh, the fucking bus scene is so incredible. I love everything about this. It was a good fucking movie. I can't wait to rewatch this. Uh, what would you give it, Mike, out of five? Out of five, oh, I gave it four. Good okay. fucking movie. Good. I'm going to put that in parentheses. Good fucking movie. Uh, all right. Uh, Dylan, your take. Uh, I like this movie. Uh, I kind of voted for it just because like, uh, it was kind of me giving up at a certain point because the movie that I voted for was Kajillionaire. No one, like, no one voted for it. Great but movie, though. Check, check that movie out. Yeah, Watch it anyway. It's a great movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this movie is cool. I think there's some, like, the action scenes are really great, like, especially the, the bus scene, obviously. Like, I love action scenes where it's like the action's like very like sloppy, I guess you could say, or like grounded and realistic. Well, maybe not realistic, but it's like where you could tell everyone's like screwing up and like getting exhausted and just actually like hurt. Like as much as I love movies like the raid where everything's like super well choreographed and everything. And I love scenes that, like that. My favorite part in the whole movie is when he gets throws thrown out of the bus and everyone's just like exhausted and like just ex- inspecting like their injuries. Like is my teeth fucked up? And it's like, he's <laughs> just exhausted, gets back up, walks back in and then they continue. Uh, there's some weird parts about the movie where I, that I don't fully buy. Like when he, everyone in town like shames him for not beating the shit out of a woman with a golf club, which is kind of weird. Uh, like I, I didn't buy that. With, like his son's like, what the fuck? But, uh, yeah, overall, it, it was a pretty decent movie. I'd give it like three and a half stars. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that. You're, you're so right. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, so um, they alluded to it. Uh, there is another poll on the Facebook page right now um, for next month's movie of the month. Right now, I believe Train to Busan is winning, but there are uh, you still have two days to go and vote on that poll. I'm going to close it Thursday night, whenever the fuck I feel like it. Probably around the time Brian Michaels will message me and be like, hey, close it now so the movie I want to win. <laughs> uh, because that has happened uh, more than once. And that's kind of weird that it's happened that way. But it has happened. Um, so go vote on the poll if you haven't already. Um, and next week, we are going to be doing movies set in one location. Uh, if you are interested in that, uh, please come and hit us up. Message myself or Caleb Boatman or comment on the poll or whatever. Uh, let us know you want to be on the show and we will get a full list of other topics for April and May out to you ASAP. Uh, so that's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you for being on the show. This was a really fun one. We had a lot of fun talking about movies, uh, which we do all the time. But this 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 was a special one. I loved it. Thank you so much to Mike, Kirk, Dylan Boatman, thank you to Bucky over here keeping me company here as well. 
and you know everybody else. This is a great show. I don't fucking know anymore. I am delirious. See you next week. Bye. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening.